It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email back to the book broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Once again, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Back to the Book. I so much appreciate this uh, opportunity and really the ability to be able to preach on the radio, and I don't ever want to take it for granted. Um, I also would like to just make those of you that would be listening aware, um, starting from, I guess, last week or a week before, um, we're putting up all, all of what we preach here on the radio onto a podcast as well. It is available both on the Apple Podcast app and in Spotify. It's just labeled Back to the Book. You should be able to find it pretty easily, but Lord willing, from here on out, everything that I preach on the radio will be available there on the um, on the podcast and accessible whenever, wherever. Um, just wanted to make you all aware of that. Um, please, if you would, take your Bibles and turn to the book of Jonah Jonah chapter 3. Jonah and chapter 3. I'm sure most of y'all are very familiar with this story. I'm not going to focus near as much on Jonah as much as I want to tune in here to Nineveh and the message that was preached them. And really I see in, in chapter 3 Nineveh gives us a very clear picture of repentance. But remember this is in the Old Testament. But repentance is a very clear cardinal doctrine taught throughout the Word of God. A lot of people try to deny it today. They try to um, maybe redefine it or they misdefine it, maybe I should say. A lot of people, I think, associate repentance with um, regret, with uh, being sorry for your sin. Uh, maybe some associate it with quitting sin. But if you're not careful, you make repentance into a work. Now, that being said, repentance always does manifest itself in action in or in work, we could say. However, repentance is a change of heart. It is a turn in the mind from one thing to another. And I want to um, just give us a very clear picture this week on repentance from here. Now I'm going to probably take a little bit of time leading up to it. We may not get to the specific um, issues of repentance that I want to deal with until more towards the end of the week, but I'd appreciate it if you just keep on tuning in and listening. And uh, Let's go ahead and begin reading in verse 3. The Bible says, And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. And he cried and said, Yet forty days... And Nineveh shall be overthrown. I want you as well to look 
very quickly in chapter 1 and the first two verses there. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the son of Amittai, I hope I am saying that correctly, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. I want you to see, first of all, the revelation of truth to these Ninevites. Now, if you know anything about Nineveh, these people were very wicked, violent people. They were the enemies of Israel, which is why Jonah did not want to go and preach to them at all. Jonah, we could say, was very much a patriot, loved his country, and of course, most patriots do not want their enemies to prosper. And so I, I have a feeling Jonah's heart rejoiced the very moment he heard that God was going to destroy them. And the last thing he wanted to do was go and give them a message that would give them a chance to repent. I think he wanted them dead. Just like many Americans today, we don't like it when our enemies are prospering and we just want God to take care of them a lot of times. That's where Jonah found himself. He's, in one way, a very great patriot, but he disobeyed God. I want to look here at the, the revelation of truth that these Ninevites, or the people of Nineveh, had to face. I want you to see, first of all, I don't know how far we'll get with this today. I want you to see the message, the messenger, and the mission that he was sent on. And really, just the purpose of why God sent him. But we see this revelation of truth. The message comes. God sends a man with this message. Repent or else, pretty much. Jonah says, yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Now, you know, if we were to get some sort of message like that today, that was that hard and that cold, people would have a fit. They'd say it was a message of hate. Today they would say, that it was an, a message of intolerance. and I mean, you kind of get the picture. People today would not even think about accepting something like this. But I want you to see a few things about this message that maybe are a little bit different, contrary to what popular opinion would be today if this message were to be preached today. First of all, this message that God was giving, it was a message of warning. In other words, he was giving them space to repent. Why else would he be saying, giving them 40 days? I mean, the last thing I would want to know is that I've only got 40 days to live. 40 days before my country's done. I mean, that just, that'd be rough. But there was a reason why God was giving this message to them. It was a message of warning. You know, we've got the same kind of message that we as Gospel preachers preach today. When we preach the gospel, it's a revelation of truth to people that don't necessarily want to hear it. People do not want to accept that message from God, but yet that message is a message 
of warning. We are warning people that judgment is coming for their sin. Judgment is coming for them rejecting God. And that's exactly where Jonah found himself here. He was given a message to give to these wicked sinners, these people of Nineveh. It was a message of warning, warning them judgment is coming. You are going to pay for your sin before a thrice holy God. See, today this would not be accepted. But you need to understand that this was not to be a message of hate. It was simply the truth. It's sad when in our day to day, when you speak the truth, you become a promoter of hate, so to speak. Or people say you're intolerant. It's no longer is speaking the truth politically correct. Rather, it gets condemnation from everybody. And, and they, they hate those that stand and speak the truth. But what we need to understand is this message that was sent, this revelation of truth that was being given, it was a very urgent warning for a very wicked people. We carry the same sort of warning for people today. Those that have yet to accept Christ, those that are yet living in their sin, I've got a message of warning that I am to give to you that judgment is coming on your sin and you will one day and possibly very soon stand before God and be judged according to your sin. But I want you to see as well that not only was this a message of warning, but this was a message of love. You say, well, what do you mean? How in the world is that a message of love? How in the world is that at all something nice to be hearing from God? Simply this, God didn't have to tell them. They deserved the judgment of God. They had mistreated Israel and fought against Israel for so long. I mean, they were enemies of Israel. The brutality that their army would use on other people was, I mean, just, it was nasty. It was wicked. It was godless. There was no reason in the world why God should have sent them this message. But yet, for some reason, God loved them. Does that sound familiar? Does that ring a bell to you? That's the exact same message we preach today. While we preach a message of warning, warning people uh, of judgment coming for their sin, warning people that, that they don't want to go to hell, they don't want to face a holy God with sin undealt with, they do not want to stand before God in their sin, and this message of warning that a lot of people will say is a message of hate, rather is a message of love simply because God did not owe us an opportunity To repent. But yet for some reason, why I don't know, I cannot explain it. For some reason, God loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son to die on a cross to take that payment and loves us enough to send God's men our way with the truth to warn us of our coming judgment, to give us space 
to repent. May I say this was a message of grace. You say, well, I don't see grace in that. But it was. I've already said this, this message, it was giving them space to repent. Now, what is grace? Grace is unmerited favor. The fact, especially in, in this time, Israel is the apple of God's eye. These were the enemies of Israel. God said way back in the beginning, those that bless Israel, I will bless. Those that curse Israel, I will curse. These people deserve the judgment of God. But yet, for some reason, out of the love and grace of God's heart, He gave them unmerited favor and a chance to, to um, get right with God. I want to give you one other thing here. This message, not only was it a message of warning, but yet a message of love and grace, this message was an ultimatum. It was a repent or else. Jesus said in the New Testament, Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. But notice, he gave them a timeline. Jonah comes in and says, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. I wonder, sinner, just how much time you have left before you're going to have to face a thrice holy God. You know, the message of the gospel, it is an ultimatum of repent or else. If you do not come to God on His terms, if you do not repent of your sin now while you're still able to, if you don't accept Christ now, you will stand before God and face the judgment and wrath of the Almighty God. The message we preach, the gospel, is also an ultimatum. Dear friend, dear sinner, you don't know how much time you have left. God's given you space to repent, but you will have to stand before God. And there's not much time left. You, my friend, have an ultimatum from God. Repent or perish. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email Back to the Book Broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.